Welcome into another edition of the Doug Russell Podcast. Glad to have you with us on Friday of this week. Chuck Freeman and I had the chance to sit in for Mike Heller and Billy Schmidt on the Mike Heller Show on 97.3 The Game and throughout the entire state of Wisconsin. So we're going to do this in dribble drabs. There's going to be three separate Doug Russell Podcasts, one for each hour that we did. We'll do hour number one right here, hour number two, which includes a great conversation with the voice of the Badgers, Matt LePay. Uh, Hour number two will be tomorrow, and then on Sunday, we'll release hour number three. So here is uh, hour number one of the Mike Heller Show without Mike Heller, without Billy Schmidt, but rather Chuck Freeman and me with uh, Jeff Orlowski, a.k.a. Pipe Bomb, running the board. Hope you enjoy it. It is the noon hour, the primetime slot, and the boys are gone. Mike Heller is probably off on a golf course somewhere. Billy Schmidt is down in Disney doing Disney World things in the Orlando area. Doug Russell, Chuck Freeman in for the next three hours here on the game around the state of Wisconsin. Poor Schmidt. You know, um, he was a... We got the right Disney pot. There we go. There we go. Uh, Pipe Bomb's had a, he's had a long week. Well, you know what? He's He does a great job, though. He so. does a great job. Yeah, you know, so he does. And, and, and Tim was right. The schedule just came out, so you can <laughs> oh, check great. that out. And you... <laughs> what happened? No, at the end of uh, 9 to noon... We were lamenting the the fact that you know with all these summer vacations, this is is prime time pipe bomb time. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is how you and I get to do this, some radio shows together. Yeah, this and the is, schedule did just come out. That, that's fine with me, man. Anytime I get a chance to come in here, I'm good with that. Um, but poor Schmitty, he's he, now he's you know two years ago, three, four years ago, the guy was fancy free, doing whatever he want, going out there chasing women, drinking beer, doing whatever he is, and now he's going to Orlando. Yeah. Well, he, he nobody twisted his arm, man. He, no, I know. It's not poor Billy. It's Billy's growing up. Our yes. Billy's growing up. Because we've known Billy for so long. No, I've known Billy since high school. Mm-hmm. And now to see him grow into the superstar broadcaster that he is, and to see him become the family man that he is. Yeah. He's got a kid. He's got a house. This is, you know, it's... It's like watching one of your kids grow up almost. Hey, forget about Syracuse University and UW Oshkosh in the state producing and Eau Claire producing all the great broadcasters. In the meantime, it's been Carroll College all these years. Well, who else was in Carroll? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, you know what? It's funny when when it's Billy... like I, I I can rattle off you know like ten of us Titans that are still, yes. still doing this, but you know. Well, I remember when I Billy... love Carroll University. I grew up next to Carroll University. Billy started as an intern for me, and Billy, um, I get this you know this resume of you know Carroll University. It's like Carroll it was Carroll College at the time. I'm like, what, they do they even, they have a campus? No yeah, they have a campus radio station, but they have no journalism. Department over there, yeah. So it's like you want to get radio. Why did you go to a broadcasting school? Because he wanted to play football. That's what it was. Yeah. So he got to play yeah. on the offensive line for the Pios. Yeah, yeah. For P- Coach Peter Jennings and the uh, that was his offensive coordinator. He's now the uh, head coach at Oshkosh. Yeah. So here he is, and he's down in Orlando right now. Now he's down in Orlando doing he's, dad things. He's soccer. doing he's doing dad things. Yeah, doing dad things. You, I mean, you've taken the kids to uh, well, thank to God, Disney World. Thank God, only once. <laughs> I do, yes, thank God only once. Because yeah, I, are you just not a Disney guy? I'm not. I don't. I never watched it as a kid. I never. I. I was not the Snow White, Pinocchio, and none of that stuff. I was a Sesame Street kid. But going to we went uh, can't visit Sesame Street. You know, back in my previous life when I was married, the first one, we went down to um, Orlando. We went down to Disney World, and yeah, I mean it's just great being in the sun. We were out there in March, but. Um, no, that was no. It doesn't do it. Doesn't do it for me. You know, it's but awful. But yeah. for a, you know a family 
of you know three or four, you can probably get away with being down there for a couple of days for slightly less than forty grand. Yeah, but yeah, but and of course, and, and eight of the eighty percent of the guys who go down there, because you know the significant other drags you down there because the kid. Eighty percent of the guys are just looking at the bars at night. You know, they just want to get through the daytime activities and you know let's get the you know drinking at night. Ah, uh, you gotta you gotta relax a little. You gotta live a little. It's it's that, all good. That, a friend of mine got married down there uh, oh. in uh, Disney World, so he. It was like the destin. It was my first destination wedding. Yeah. I was twenty, gosh, twenty two, twenty three years old. Okay, and he wasn't much older than me. They're still together. They got married really, really young. Um, but uh, yeah, they got married. They did the whole Cinderella's castle, the the, oh. the carriage ride, and everything. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. that was definitely her idea. I, they were both, and there weren't. They, they don't call them employees down there. Mm-hmm. They call them cast members. Yes, they were yeah. both cast members down there. So they have injected themselves. It, with the the Disney gene or whatever you want to call it, I don't know if it's something that goes underneath your skin uh, that the you know the mouse can track you wherever you go. Uh, but there are, there are Disney people now. I am not a Disney person per se, although I've been to Disney World and Disneyland. I don't know at least a dozen times, maybe give or take, uh, over the course of my lifetime since mm-hmm. I was you know a kid and and as an adult, including their wedding. But they've been there. They get season passes every year. They live out in California, but they also fly back to Orlando at least once or twice a year to go to Disney World because they're just Disney people. And there are people who will go on cruises, but they'll only go on Disney cruises because it's just injected into their veins. I don't know if Billy's that. I don't know if his girlfriend, I don't know mm-hmm. if Allie is that. I don't know if Carson, young Carson Michael's going to be that. But, I mean, there are, there are Disney people, and then that... Stays with them throughout their entire lives. How about your significant? How how is she? Is she? She's is, like me. Okay, we're kind of we're, we're the ones that are kind of in the middle. We enjoy it. Yeah, we like going. You do go. Yeah, you without any, you have no kids. Right. Okay. I don't. I don't okay. care. I, okay. I see people walking around with their kids, and I'm like, well, you know, that just means that I've got less whining to deal with, and my tickets are cheaper, and I don't have to, uh, you know, pay for four meals. I can only pay for two. And if I know, it's fine. I enjoy it. And if I know Orlowski, I know he's in the same boat with me. He's no Disney World, right? It's awful. I <laughs> money drain. I hated it. I went. I went once when I was a snot nosed little punk, yep. and then I brought my little punks down there, yep. and I'll never go back again. It was awful. Well, especially since you're the treasurer and CEO of your family, you definitely know it's a money drain. Oh, oh. it's a money drain. Everybody, mm-hmm. even if you're not the CEO, even if you're not the treasurer, yeah, you know. I mean, oh. my God, you you see the you see the uh, receipts. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable. So hope Billy's having a good time. Everybody else has gone somewhere too. Uh, Armin's in Italy. Yeah, yeah, he's eating Armenian food in Italy. Go figure. Italy was now was that? It's for I a think wedding. it wasn't his. Okay, it wasn't his idea. It's for a wedding. Okay, all right. Where's everybody else? Uh, let's see. Where Zabe's is in Scotland? Zabe is in Scotland. Saw golfing. golfing. That, that definitely was his decision. Good, for, good for him. Yes. Okay. I think most of Zabe's decisions are about his. vacations are his. Yeah, he's and an they alpha. involve golf. I yeah. could, I, I could say that I'm going anywhere in the world. And Zay, the first question, you golfing? Well, that's that. There I'm you going go. On an Alaskan cruise, are you golfing? That, that's you know, <laughs> Zay. Every summer, I see him in the hallway, and he'll say, "Well, we got golfing this summer." You know, what has it been five years now? <laughs> we haven't golfed once. No. But yeah, I saw his pictures. Good for him going out and golfing. I'm going spelunking next month to Mammoth Cave. You're gonna go golfing? You're going where? <laughs> Mammoth Cave. Mammoth Cave. Yeah. What, what's that? That's what Kentucky or Tennessee. Yeah, that's Kentucky. Okay, yeah. And then over to the Great Smoky Mountains. Nice. That's okay. our summer road trip this year. All right. Oh, you're driving. Okay. Yeah. Get some hiking in. Okay. How but many, no, I'm not going golfing. But go on. How many fights in the car between here and Kentucky? 
<laughs> with me and Erica? Yeah. None. None, 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 none. whatsoever. Okay. Zero. Okay. Right. Oh, you're so lucky. Oh. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> get like out of my driveway. If you, <laughs> if you can't travel with your significant other without getting into a fight, that's a problem. That's right. like the first thing that if you're starting to date somebody and if you're getting serious about that person, mm-hmm. the first thing that you should probably do is plan a vacation because if you can get through your first vacation okay. as a new couple without killing each other, there might be something there. Okay. Me, it'd be Seven Mile Road, but you said you wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't get past Seven Mile Road. You, Pipe Bomb? I can't get out of my driveway. You oh, you're going too County. fast. Oh. You brake too hard. Oh. What are you doing? Oh, the 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 backseat driving just kills me. Awful. Hmm. The backseat driving. Eric, can give you the backseat driving? No. Oh. I'm a good you're driver. so lucky, Dougie. Oh. You're so lucky. Pipe Bomb, I take it. You get that. Oh, I get it all the time. Oh. It's it's uh, it's unreal. There's yeah. been a couple times I'll just pull over and be like, switch seats. Oh, I don't want to drive. I don't care. I'm yeah. not getting yelled at for the next two hours. You're driving. Yeah. Wow. Here we go. Vacation with you guys sounds like fun. <laughs> oh, it's great. Oh, it's God. great. I'm shocked that I've never <laughs> gone on a roadie with either one of you two. Why do you think I'm always here? Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any plans this summer? Are you going anywhere? Yeah, we're going up to Door County. Uh, is there an REO Speedwagon concert up no, there or something? No, 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 no. We go up to Door County mid-July every year. And it's wonderful. We go up there. We go. We golf. Uh, you know, hang out. The t- all the towns shut down, as Pipe Bomb would know. They shut down about nine p.m. <laughs> you can't sure. go, try to go get a beer after nine p.m. anywhere in Door County. Up in Sister Bay, you could. But uh, is no. Ephraim still dry? I don't think so. But I don't know if there's a bar in Ephraim. Is there? I don't know. I think it was. It, it was a dry. It was, but it's not because they do this thing called the Fire Bowl or something like okay. that, mm-hmm. and uh, they they had beer tents all over the place. Okay. There. So we're doing that. We're going up to um, you know the Island Casino in a couple of weeks here for uh, golfing up at uh, Sweetgrass. So that's what you and Zabe, you know, who should go on a vacation. You and Zabe should go on a vacation because it seems, sounds like all you do is golf. Well, that's what I said. I said, uh, you know, Zabe, I mean, that's he's got it right. Golfing every day. Right. Golfing on every vacation. Well, we golf. She, you know, she likes to golf, so we, we got that. So that's... You know, I wouldn't. That, that's a great common bond to have to, to enjoy doing something with somebody. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kurt in Wausau says uh, that. Speaking of Ephraim, it's not dry anymore. Changed a few years ago. Okay. Okay. Thank you for the uh, thank you for the info. And Wausau on the talking for sure text is line. Dry. Or, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> there are some sure towns. Not. There are some towns. I eh, just forget about it. There's the. Uh, have you ever seen the uh, the map of Wisconsin's Wisconsin's drunkest counties? No. No. And it's basically just. A dark blue map with a couple of outliers that are light blue, mm-hmm. and the uh, caption is, if you're not familiar with Wisconsin topography, if you're not familiar with the state, that white speck that is not dark blue of the drunkest counties in America, that's actually not a county, it's Lake Winnebago. It's Lake Winnebago. <laughs> <laughs> and in the summertime, people are like Winnebago getting drunk. So is there any? There's no dry city in Wisconsin. I think Richland County used to be the only, the last dry county. But you oh, can that get, I don't know. I I thought it was. I, you can get alcohol anywhere. This isn't like Texas. I well, you can get alcohol in Texas. You just can't get it before noon. Okay. I mean, Texas has some. I, and I didn't live in Texas very long. I lived there for about a year, give or take. And um, I was trying to get beer for. I was trying to bring it to the radio station um, because it was the last day for one of our producers, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take it upon myself. We're gonna we're gonna have a little we're gonna have a little good time here. Okay. So I go through the drive through. They have drive through liquor stores. The uh, li- oh, yeah, really? liquor bar. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, wow. You just drive through and you pop your trunk and you say what you want. You know, like I think I got a 24 case of Miller Lite or something like that. 
and you drive out the other the other end. It was closed. I'm like, why is this closed? Are they not open on Sunday? They're not open until noon on Sunday. Really? Like, what the hell? And is there a cutoff time at night? That I don't know. I didn't. I didn't test oh, that out. Okay. I didn't test. They're probably. Probably. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the great summer. You know, this Wisconsin, I was I was driving in today. I was like, gosh, you know, it just it just lasts so short here. I told Pipe Bomb as I came in here, I said, uh, you know, our summers just last too short. I mean, we've got these beautiful days out here right now, and in three months, they'll be gone. It's just, the summers here are just fantastic. They're just too short to do anything. Yeah. Well, you got to squeeze it all that's, in. That's why, that's why you know, Summerfest is going on right now. Yeah. Summerfest is on. Going on right now, Drew and KB, they'll be down at Summerfest later on today. And uh, the HB4 FNDP will be tonight. Looking forward to that. The mm-hmm. uh, Hunter Baumgart, the fourth Friday night dance party. That oh, starts yeah. at 5 o'clock. I shorten it to the HB4 FNDP. You going to go dance with them? Uh, I'll be here because everybody else is on vacation. So I'll be where you're sitting. Okay. So I'm in the room okay. for the next six hours. Okay. But so, are you going to be dancing at the same time as Hunter? Uh, no. 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 Because... That's something that's just quintessential, Hunter. Drew and KB don't partake. Right. Okay. So they just kind of sit there. Drew, usually, if it's in this room, he works the lights. And so, I don't know, there won't be any lights to work. But I am anxious to see, because last year, the HB4 uh, FNDP was so new that nobody understood what was going on. It started to catch on a little bit. It started to catch on in the American Family Field uh, press box. Adam McAlvey and uh, Kurt Hogue, specifically, they, I think, have it set on their watch to tune in because it's broadcast live on YouTube. So I assume that that's what will be happening at Great American Ballpark later on today as well, about an hour before first pitch between, not a Great American Ballpark, uh, uh, Progressive Field, northern part of Ohio, not the southern part of Ohio. The former Jake. Yes. Yes. Uh, So the Brewers and the Cleveland Guardians coming up tonight, 6-10, first pitch for that game. But an hour before that in the Mm -hmm. press box, I would assume that the traveling media party Will be tuned in to the HB4 FNDP. What's that called? You see, he, you know, it's, uh, what is it called again? The what do you, the HB what? The uh, Hunter Baumgart the Fourth Friday Night Dance par- Dance Party. That's called the California Dance because California is the only place I've ever seen where people, guys or girls, will go out on the dance floor and dance by themselves. It's well, called the California Dance. I did. I've never heard of that. Yeah, the California Dance. I've never heard of. Yeah, that. whenever time I see him do that, I think of the California Dance. Okay, go out there. You'll never see people. Well, you never. There's no place of dance for. Well, he did it up in radio when he was in radio doing radio in Tomahawk. So that's where it was born from. Did they understand it in Tomahawk? I don't know. Okay, did you'd have to ask Hunter that. Yeah, but that you know, his second week here, somebody had sent a text in yeah. on the. Uh, LWI.com talk and text line 414-799-1973. It's open to you, as mm-hmm. always. Some texts are coming in right now. Somebody asking, do you know that the show has begun? Yes. The show has begun. It's a three-hour marathon. Stay with us. It'll be fine. The water's so, Wait, wait. Somebody was somebody saying the show has begun? Yeah. Who said that? Yeah, let's <laughs> This is, uh, uh, let's see. The other Ken in the Falls. You guys know that the show has started and you're on the air. Yeah. We oh, know. yeah. Okay. Let's talk about the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers and how, great, and how futile they've been offensively. All right. Is Chris Middleton going to stay or not? Yeah. Right? We'll get there. <laughs> the other Ken in the Falls. We'll get there. I promise, how my guy. is Jordan Love going to be this year? Yeah. So uh, we've got some some other things to talk about. But. So it'll be interesting to see, getting back to Hunter today at Summerfest, now that this has been a thing for a year here in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. how many people can he rope into dancing with him uh, during the HB4 FNDP? That's awesome. I, I like it. I like. I didn't realize it was such a 
you know, statewide phenomenon that people stop their set their watches, set their phones. Kind of have to. It's, okay. it's appointment. It's appointment radio. I usually catch the, the on Twitter. Yeah, that's yeah. where you want you. you I yeah. mean, yeah. in an audio medium, yes, it's hard to sure convey exactly what's going on. Drew does a pretty good job with the play-by-play, so does KB. Mm-hmm. But do you really need to see that in person? Oh, and yeah. you really, really need to partake in it once you get down to Summerfest if you're going to Summerfest. Sure. Tonight. I just got a text from uh, Pottawatomie Sportsbook. Uh, the over-under is 22 people joining Hunter. 22? For the dance party. So uh, head down to Pato Sportsbook and place your bets over-under 22. There you go. I like those odds. I like those odds. All right, we do have some sports to get to. Uh, coming up a little bit later on in this hour, do you know what this week is, Chuck? You are Starting Summerfest. Well, yeah, starting Summerfest, but it's an anniversary. It is. This week, 10 years ago, Giannis came to town for the first time. He was drafted. Ten. This is the 10th anniversary in a couple of days. I remember the night he was, I was there when the night he was drafted. Yes. Well, not in New York, but. No, but I was at, at Bucks the, headquarters. At the Cousins Center. Yes. It's a beautiful day, too. It's not even called the Cousins Center anymore. No. It's the, I don't know, the Archdiocese offices. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. It's not the Cousin Center anymore. It was at the time. That's where the Bucks practiced at the time. I am assuming that the court's still there. The offices are still there. And maybe there's the uh, the priests and the nuns have a really great gym in which to work out. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> they got an NBA-type facility, right? right. I, I just have always thought that was kind of odd to see a beautiful facility right in the middle of uh, you know an educational place like that. Yeah, and... But it was outdated by NBA standards, and now, of course, they have the one downtown, which mm-hmm. is state-of-the-art and as good as any in the league. But that's where NBA draft headquarters were. The next day, they, you know, Giannis was in New York. Last night, the draft was in Chicago, but mm-hmm. Giannis was in New York. He had really not spent any time in the United States before, and so the Bucks draft him, number 15 overall. Thank you to the 14 other teams that passed on him, so wouldn't have the... Fancy banger hanging up in Pfizer Forum might not have Pfizer Forum if fourteen other teams had might be in Seattle on might it's possible yeah hope not but uh, I don't know they they drafted him or the 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 new owners came in after his rookie season after they won fifteen games so I guess they were gonna I hope that they would have stayed anyway but who knows I don't know I this is definitely a butterfly effect sliding door effect with everything that happens in life. But it was 10 years ago. They flew him from New York back to Milwaukee. So this was at the Bradley Center. Again, another building that doesn't exist anymore. But they flew him back to the Bradley Center for his news conference. And I had a chance to talk to him. It was only about three minutes. But it was a one-on-one interview. My first one-on-one interview with Giannis. And we'll play that back for you coming up in our third segment oh, of this Oh, there we hour. go. There we go. You both probably sound a little different with your voice, especially Giannis. I, especially Giannis. Yeah. I, sound, I think I sound pretty similar. Personally, but, but, yeah. but uh, you know, it's... What's funny about that day, when he was drafted that night, I remember all I could think of was, oh, i got to do a four-hour show next day. How am I going to pronounce this guy's name? And, I, you know, even like the next day, we were still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, and finally, when he won an NBA championship, we figured it out. But, yeah, I, I was the, the whole next, that night, it was like, oh, we're going to do a four-hour show on this 18-year-old kid that nobody knows about. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get this done? And I remember the next day, we took four hours of calls, and nobody was really excited. There was like, well, you know, you know where the Bucks were at that time, and it's like, oh, no, another project, and you know, probably a guy who's not going to work out. Nobody, nobody ever saw this guy. Well, 
there was some precedent for that, though, right? Because the Bucks had swung and missed so many times mm-hmm. that the only thing that was going to put the Bucks over the top and make them a contender was getting lucky. Because nobody was coming to Milwaukee at that time. It was the Siberia of North American professional sports. There's no question about that. And the only players that they could lure to come as free agents were guys at the end of their careers. The only way that they could get any better was by getting lucky. And they got lucky. They got lucky. They did their due diligence. They scouted him. But they couldn't make 14 other teams pass on him. And that's how you get lucky. Yeah. And that's what they did. And... Um, you know, you can say a lot of things about the ownership, different ownership groups over the years for the Bucks. I know that um, you know Jimmy Haslam is now one of the owners of the Bucks, and you know things have been said about the the New York owners coming in, and maybe their vision doesn't always jive with what Milwaukeeans view their their teams as. And Senator Cole was at least one of us. But if you look, and and without Senator Cole, the Bucks would not be in Milwaukee. Period. End of story. Absolutely. They would have moved. The first time they would have moved was probably 1985. They would have gone to Minnesota before the Bradley Center was announced to be built, and then it was built. And then he almost sold to a Michael Jordan group that was going to move them to Las Vegas in 2003. And then when he ultimately did wind up selling in 2014 to the Lazary Edens group, you know they could have very well moved as well. So I say this, what I'm about to say about Senator Cole and his stewardship of the Bucks, knowing full well that without Senator Cole's singular efforts, the Milwaukee Bucks would not be here. That's my disclaimer. Here's okay. the here's the statement. Senator Cole was a lousy owner. Oh yeah. Oh, just because he meddled in the things we all. It wasn't. That. It wasn't even so much that. It's that this team was the cheapest in the league. It had the worst facilities in the league, mm-hmm. and it didn't seem like winning was always a priority. What was funny is, okay, he was the cheapest owner, yet he donated a ton of money for the new arena. It doesn't make any why, sense. Why couldn't he have spent that money on the team? I mean, it's great that he did that. Yeah, it, it didn't make that, it. It didn't make any sense. And he spent big on like when they went out to get George Carl. Mm-hmm. George Carl, when he was the coach of the Bucks, he was the highest paid coach yeah. in any of the North American sports. He gave a piece of the ownership. Gave, did he? I think he had a one percent ownership, didn't he? Yeah, he had. If, well, yeah. when they got rid of him, he had to divest himself of that. Yeah. But they traded Ray Allen to save a couple of bucks, and that just dismantled the whole team. And then the, this was a team that was content as an organization with just making it to the playoffs and then getting their asses kicked in the first round because they didn't after two thousand one yeah. didn't get out of the first round until twenty eighteen. I thought in twenty ten. When they took Atlanta to seven games, I thought maybe they were turning the corner there, but then the next year they were back to being bad again. Remember yeah. the 29, 2010, they took the, the Hawks to game, they won a playoff game on the road, and like, okay, maybe they're going to pull this off. And there was some Bucks fever in this town, uh, and they lost game six here, and then game seven there. Yeah. Um, JB in the 920, Ejian Leon gave him Bucks draft PTSD. Well, I, remember, I don't blame you. Well, remember when they, I don't know if you were there when they, Drafted Dirk Nowitzki. They traded him on draft night. Yeah, but they they were never going to keep Dirk Nowitzki. No, what I thought about that you know, that, that night, I, I you remember Steve Hayward, the late great Steve Hayward, yeah, who was a love him. Yes, yeah, you know, sad. You know, he's not still with us because he was a great great guy and all that. And I, you know, nobody loved the Bucks more than that guy. So I said, Steve, do you think? What do you think? I mean, Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, or not or this guy from Germany. I mean, they maybe they should have kept him. And then he was. He told me he goes, nope. If Don Nelson likes a guy from overseas, you just give it to him. 
I'm like, okay. Then, well, it wasn't even so much that. The Bucks drafted him for So yes. when everybody we'll talk about the worst draft picks of all time and yep. you know, that was the the promo overnight is we'll talk about the worst draft picks of all time and why it's not Tony Mandarich, but it's also not Dirk Nowitzki. That wasn't the mistake that the Bucks made. It was the foresight of the Dallas Mavericks and Don Nelson mm-hmm. for going overseas, scouting him, and then working out a deal beforehand so the Bucks would draft Dirk Nowitzki mm-hmm. for the Dallas Mavericks. So if you say that that's the worst, we talk sometimes about the worst trades yeah. in history. So if you come at me with tractor trailer for Dirk Nowitzki, that was... That was something that was agreed to well beforehand. Yes. The Bucks and nobody else in the NBA except for the Mavericks scouted this kid out of Germany. So the Bucks drafted him for that purpose, mm-hmm. the sole purpose of drafting him for the Dallas Mavericks in a trade that was worked out well beforehand. You can talk about the Bucks whiffing in the draft. You can talk about that all you want. But if you're going to talk about that being a bad trade, I'm well, I'm not having it. Because Nelly was one of the first guys to go overseas. Yeah. And he had he had bombed out on a few other ones, and uh, not in this one. No, no, not in this one. But it wasn't it wasn't a bad trade. It was just it was bad scouting. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad scouted by everybody except yeah. for Nelly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say the same thing yeah. about Giannis. Oh, I thought we were yeah. done with this. I could bring it oh. back for one day. For one day, I suppose. It's a good song for you. You love it. We are talking about the uh, the Bucks draft from last night. We'll talk about the two players that they got. They did trade up into the second round, the number 36 overall pick. They got a couple of players with some decent pedigree. We'll talk about that coming up as well. And uh, my first ever interview with Giannis 10 years ago this week. It's been a decade, people. What did Giannis sound like then? Eh, a lot different. We'll put it that way. We'll hear that coming up at the end of the hour. This is the Mike Keller Show without Mike Keller. He's off. Billy's off. Chuck Freeman's in. I'm Doug Russell. I'm in. Pipe Bomb's in. Stay with us on the game. It's the Mike Keller Show without Mike Keller. He's on vacation. I think he's back on Monday. Billy's back on Monday. I think so. I, I think should, so. Come to think of it, I should probably know these things, but I haven't looked. At the, <laughs> truth be told, I haven't looked at the schedule yet, <laughs> which Red Hot put out uh, not long ago. Chuck Freeman is in. I'm Doug Russell. Pipe Bomb. Jeff Orlowski is here, also known as DJ Jazzy Jeff on the Afternoon Show. you have any other nicknames? I do, but most of them are from my wife, so I can't say them on the radio. Fair. Uh, Been there. Joey Hauser. Yeah. <laughs> Not drafted last night, but uh, he does have a job. He did sign a two-way contract. So congratulations to the former Spash star, the uh, former Marquette player, who uh, transferred away from Steve Wojciechowski. Be careful, you MF on the way out, because now he's reunited with Steve Wojciechowski. Yeah. With the Utah Jazz. Steve Wojciechowski, the new head coach of the G League Jazz, or whatever they're called. The I don't know. I was surprised the, the that trumpet section. I, I was surprised Bojo, who was sitting out and doing some analyst work, and it was funny seeing him and Kareen on the same set uh, for ESPN uh, this past fall or this past uh, spring. Uh, I thought Bojo would have hooked down with somebody's staff as an assistant somehow. Well, if you're, be, I mean, he still had a nice payout from Marquette, yeah. so you know he wanted to move. He wanted to make the move to the NBA. He wanted to go into the pros, 
And so he started hanging around. He's been living in the Salt Lake City area since his dismissal from Marquette a couple of years ago with the intent of beginning a professional coaching career. So he was kind of a coaching intern a little bit. He, he's attended some practices over the last couple of years. He first got in the uh, the jazz door because he and Quinn Snyder were tight from their days at Duke. Obviously, Quinn's moved on, but um, you, you – uh, you had that relationship, and so when that opportunity came up, Joey Hauser signing a two-way deal, which means you kind of bounce back and forth from the G League to the NBA. So I don't know what the relationship was. It didn't appear as though it was all that great when both Hauser brothers decided that they were going to bolt at the same time. Mm-hmm. And how about that? This is you it's one of those businesses. There are there. Have I ever burned a bridge? No, I said you okay. never burn a bridge. You, That's you, you know I have, um, but. Uh, yeah, you never know because this is one of those businesses. Professional athletics, mm-hmm. radio is one of those businesses. I'm sure there are other businesses that are like that as well. Certainly other media businesses are like it, but I, I don't know how common this is if you're an accountant or if you're, I don't know, a mailman or if you're a garbage truck driver or if you're a teacher or whatnot. But sometimes you get an employer that you just don't gel with, and finally, I'm, I'm away from this person. But then... Fate being what it is, you're right back with them. Has that happened with you? Where no. you where you buried somebody and No. Um I'm I'm more careful now than I used to be because I buried a couple of people, but I think that it was kind of mutual on the mm-hmm. burying. But there's there's one guy who's out there right now that I used to work for. I'm not gonna name him, but I would never work for him again. If if this person were to ever be in a management position over me ever again, mm-hmm. I would find employment elsewhere. It was that toxic. It was that bad. I would just never do it again. I had a, uh, I had a high school basketball coach. This person is not in town anymore, by the way. Okay, okay, and probably not heading back this way any anytime soon. Probably not. He, uh, this person was not from here. Mm-hmm. Doesn't live here anymore. I don't ever anticipate seeing him ever again. Mm-hmm. But if that were to ever, if our paths were ever to cross ever again. And he were my boss again. I would absolutely quit on the spot. I never uh, it was that bad. I, I never um, had that something like that happen. But I I do know when I was doing high school basketball, there was this coach who didn't think he was getting enough coverage, and he was a real just a real jerk, mm-hmm. and tried to you know real jerk to me all the time, all the time. And he was at this high school, and he wasn't well liked, but he he. Just was he was just an awful. This was twenty years ago, so I was like, he was the coach there, and the girl who I was dating, who is I was eventually going to marry, eventually became the principal of that high school. <laughs> became the principal of that high school. Oh, that's fantastic! So, and he did not know that I was dating her. So the next season, I was working someplace else. He walked into her office, and there I was, sitting behind her desk. (laughs) (laughs) And he saw me, Uh, and he didn't know what to say. That's funny. I was sitting at her desk. Oh, that's tremendous. Using the internet, and he looked at me, and needless to say, he wasn't the head coach very long. (laughs) Good. There you go. I like that. See, your ex-wife did do something good. There was, yeah. She got rid of that guy. Yeah. All right, so the Bucs have two new players. Uh, Connecticut's Andre Jackson. He gets selected at number 36. The Bucs swinging a deal with the Orlando Magic. A future second-round pick and some cash. So, Mm -hmm. okay. 
So you trade up to get a guy who was a co-captain on a national championship team, so that's good pedigree. And then with the number 58, the final selection in the draft last night, Chris Livingston, forward out of Kentucky. Looks like he and Marshawn Beauchamp might battle it out for playing time, however much playing time, however much or little playing time there may be. Uh, John Horst, Bucks general manager, late last night met the media, and this is what he had to say about both of his new players. The basis of who they are and what we think they can bring of the competitiveness, the size, the athleticism, the strength. Uh, they're both unselfish. They, they're high IQ players. Um, was absolutely something that we targeted. And, and really, you know, we didn't go get 36 until we felt like we could get that. Um, and at 58, we hoped we could get it. Um, but you never know. I mean, that's, that's really far down in the draft. Um, and we had exit plans for 36. If that didn't work out, we kind of jumped without a parachute when we went and got that pick. Um, in 58, we obviously had exit strategies as well. But um, knowing that we had a chance to get those guys when they got there, it was clear that's what we wanted to do. You never know what's going to happen with second-round draft picks. Some are better than others. Malcolm Brogdon was a second-round draft choice that wound up being the rookie of the year yeah. when the Bucks selected him. The la- Well, not this past year, but the years prior to that, the last two years, Nikola Jokic is a second-round pick, two-time NBA MVP who just won a finals MVP. They can develop. I'm not saying that that's going to happen with either Jackson or Livingston, but you never know. And there's guys who are undrafted free agents who signed these two-way contracts like Hauser did, Mm -hmm. and sometimes they make it in the NBA. Yeah, Chris Middleton wasn't a first-round draft choice, and now we're talking about what (laughs) kind of contract he might get on the open market or if he's coming back to the Bucs. But both of these guys, these these guys are talented and they have an upside to them. It's just, you know, will they fit into the NBA? I mean, who knows what's going to happen? But yeah, there's, there's not any reason to dislike any one of these guys. Your second round, you know, who knows? You know, you some, you like to think you choose A and A is the guy, and it could be B. You can't fault either. You know, any if, if these guys don't work out, you can't fault Horst or anybody on this one. Oh no, I mean, the ones that you try to hit on are the first rounders and especially the lottery picks. Mm-hmm. But the Bucks. Outside of a couple of guys, you know, Giannis being one, we'll hear from Giannis, but that again, that's been 10 years. Outside of Giannis, they haven't drafted great. No. But historically. If, and, I'll, and that's true of a lot of teams, but it is true of the Bucks too. But if the Bucks draft the 56 and take Livingston for Kentucky, and the guy at 57 works out, you can't go to a horse and say, oh, why didn't you take that? Oh, I mean, no, you no. can't. But there are people who do that. Yeah. Oh, we missed out on the guy at 57, and he turned out to be a 10-time All-Star. I mean, you look at the, they didn't have a second round, or they didn't have a first round pick in 2021. They picked Isaiah Todd. Yeah. Okay. In 2020, R.J. Hampton was their first round pick. Kevin Porter Jr. in 2019. Dante DiVincenzo actually played for the Bucks. He was their 17th overall pick. Mm-hmm. DJ Wilson. Thon Maker. Rashad Vaughn. Jabari Parker. I mean, it hasn't exactly been a who's who of first-round picks that have hit for the Bucks. Well, Jabari Parker should have worked out. Yes, but I mean that, that that I thought There's, that was well, not a can't miss. We play defense in this league, son. Yeah, I know. Well. And he did not. And I know he had the injuries, but didn't score enough either. One of the one of the great draft busts, literally yeah. now in NBA history. But one guy that was one of the great draft finds in NBA history, Giannis Antetokounmpo. It is the ten year anniversary, not today, a couple of days from now. It's like it's the twenty seventh or something. But it is coming up on the ten year anniversary in just days of Giannis Antetokounmpo becoming part of the Wisconsin sports lexicon. The day after he was drafted, mere hours after he was drafted, the morning after he was drafted. And a chance to talk for the first time ever to Giannis Antetokounmpo. That conversation is coming up next as we celebrate 10 years of Giannis 
here in the state of Wisconsin. I'm Doug Russell. He's Chuck Freeman. We're in for Mike and Billy today. Pipe Bomb's with us as well, and so are you. Stay with us here on The Game. So Mike Keller's show on the game. Mike is probably on a golf course somewhere. I didn't hear where he's going today or what he's doing with his day off, just that he's taking I'm taking some Fridays off in the summertime. I probably should know because I was here yesterday, but I try not to listen to Mike. Too I was much. his co-host yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? And I you didn't ask him? I don't, I don't remember. So uh well, does his wife golf? Because that's, that's the key. If his wife doesn't golf, then he's probably not golfing on a Friday if she's got off. I don't know what her plans are. I don't know what Kari's mm-hmm. plans are for today. Okay. Uh, by the way, welcome into the Mike Keller Show. Doug Russell, Chuck Freeman. Jeff's here as well. Pipe bomb. He's always here. He lives here now. Indeed. We've uh, you know had him take up residence. He's got a cot in the back. <laughs> but uh, by the way, I, in, on the talk and text line, uh, the PellaWI.com talk and text line, 414-799-1973, you can stop. I'm not going to tell you who the boss was. All I will say, because there are people who are guessing. Oh, oh who your boss was that you yeah, that, never want to work for that ever I again? Will, no, not that I don't want to work for ever again, that I will never work for okay, yeah. again. Uh, he's not in town anymore, so there are a couple of in-town guesses. He's not somebody who was ever on the air, so you can forget all of those. So. Yeah. But I appreciate the interest. Like I said, I'm not going to name the guy, but mm-hmm. it was uh, it was a bad situation. It, it wasn't just me. It was everybody at the place. So when your boss is let go, and eventually he was let go, if you see the entire staff do cartwheels down the hallway, that's never a good sign about your leadership skills. Isn't that a great feeling, though? Oh, if there's the a guy. But fortunately, I've been able to work for some pretty good guys. I've worked for some great guys, you know, but just this one was really bad. Yeah, there's there, there, you always run into at least one guy in your career that just... Oh, you can't wait to get away from. Yep. But um but yeah, I, I've heard I've heard horror stories about that before. You know, but I like I said, I've always been able to work for some pretty good people. I I would say the vast majority of the people that I've worked for have been great. I'd say my last the last year working cross town before that, you know, we all eventually lost our place there. Um that guy was miserable to work for. Hmm. Okay. I won't to say who it is, but he's from out of state as well. Very well. Uh, one guy who was out of the country, or was from, from out of the country, not just out of state, was Giannis Adetokounmpo. Now, he has become such a huge part of our community. Uh, he has become someone who has won a ring, a couple of MVPs. He has elevated the status of a basketball team that, when he got here, was quite frankly irrelevant and had been irrelevant for a generation. So the Bucks they kept trying to swing. The one thing that I'll say about John Hammond is he wasn't afraid to swing and miss. Unfortunately, he did a few of those. In the draft, whether it was Ejian Leon, whether it was Joe Alexander, uh, you can go down the list. A lot of guys did not work out for this team, but he did scout and draft and develop Giannis Adetokounmpo. So when David Stern stepped to the podium, the late David Stern, and said the Milwaukee Bucks select Giannis Adetokounmpo, we're like, how do you pronounce that again? And I asked Giannis about that the next day mm-hmm. when they flew him to the Bradley Center. This is my first ever interview, just hours after the Bucks drafted Giannis, flew him from New York to Milwaukee. 
and I had a my first ever opportunity to speak with the man who would become the Greek freak. First of all, welcome to Milwaukee. Welcome, uh, is it welcome to Milwaukee or welcome to the United States? This is your first time in the United States. Yes, it's my first time in the United States. Is the maybe is the is the third time that I live in Greece. It's uh, I feel uh, very excited to be in the United States, see New York, and I'm very happy to be here. Do you know anything about Milwaukee as a city yet, or is it completely a, a totally new experience for you? I don't know many things, but I'm going to learn everything, you know. Day by day, I'm going to learn everything. When I come here in Milwaukee, with my family, we're going to learn everything, everything. Tell me about your family. Tell me about, you know, your upbringing, not just learning the game of basketball, but what they will mean to you coming over here as you learn your way through an entirely new culture. First of all, we're going to have a better life, you know, coming here from Greece. My brother will go better school, you know. My father maybe gonna get a job, my anything, anything he want, you know. It'd, it'd be very nice because my parents have maybe 24, 24 years to leave the country too. It'd be nice, just be nice. Really. How proud does it make you to be able to build this life through your play, your your talents for your entire family? Uh, who provided for you through, you know, some leaner years. I'm, I'm very proud about myself, you know, because we passed a very difficult moment, a difficult life in the past, and I, I think my and my parents are very proud about me, my brothers too, and I hope in the continuity of our life it'll be nice, you know, in Milwaukee. As far as your your English, it's better than I thought it would be. It's it's pretty good. Uh, when did you start learning the, the language? I uh, start maybe maybe a year ago. No, but uh, have, I I gotta improve. You know, lot. I gotta improve a lot. But I will do it. I will, maybe in, you see me in the next uh, two months. I'll be better. Uh, final thing for you. What are you looking forward to most? coming over to Milwaukee, coming over to the United States. Is there anything that you, you can't wait to do more than anything else as a basketball player, as a person? First of all, uh, I, I will travel all America to see all the states, for sure. And and I will go maybe to, to all the beaches, you know, to see the museum, to see the White House. Everything, everything, for sure, everything. You win a championship, the president invites you to the White House. Yeah, you know that? Yeah, I know that. We're going to win a, a, a championship. We're going to win for sure. Are you ready? going to win for sure. So we're all rolling our eyes when he's saying that we want to win a championship, but that's what happened. How about that? Yeah. Eight years later. That was yeah. the money shot right there. Giannis said at a compo the day after he was drafted. So, yeah, the English has gotten better. And you know what? That whole interview, the three-minute interview... Not once did he say at the end of the day. <laughs> I think he learned that, right? Yeah, he that, learned that. That was one of his one of his. It still is now. One a of his French does it happen? Phrases. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The his team. The first thing his teammates taught him down to do is swear. By the way, so he's come become quite prolific at that. All right, hour number one is in the books. Matt LePay is going to join us in hour number two. Looking forward to that. Tucked there is Wisconsin. some news out of the University of Wisconsin. We'll hit that coming up in hour number two. I'm Doug. He's Chuck. Pipe bombs with us as well. And for Mike and Billy here on the game. 
All right, that's hour number one of the Mike Heller Show without Mike Heller. Uh, instead, it was me, Chuck Freeman, and Jeff Orlowski, a.k.a. Pipe Bomb. Hour number two is coming up on tomorrow's Doug Russell podcast. We'll talk to you then.